Ghosticles time. It doesn't have anything to do with testicles. Maybe in your world. In my world, it has everything to do with testicles. That's true. Rarely. Ghosticles makes me think of nudicles, which are things, little um, fake balls you can get mm, for your neutered mm. pets. If you're really weird about them just having nothing down there at when, when the vet's done with them. And I think that's odd, but it's a thing. It's a thing. They're called nudicles. You can get them in a variety of sizes. They specialize yeah. them to make them People look as can real get them as possible. Too, can't they? I'm sure. I don't know why. I know a guy in high school that only had one testicle because he lost the other one in a tragic soccer accident. Oh. With a cleat. Oh! Oh! Yeah. Oh! Yeah. Oh! So, that. he had a nickname. I believe it was Tony One Nut. I think that's what it was. <laughs> Tony One Nut. <laughs> <laughs> if you say it fast, it sounds like a really, uh, really posh last name. Uh, my name is, An <laughs> my name is uh, uh, Tony One Nut. Tony One Nut. <laughs> Uh, he didn't seem to mind the name, but then we all pretended like we were okay with our names. I was Biscuit Booty, and uh, so somewhere, it made me embarrassed about my butt, but that was, that was pre-J-Lo. Somewhere on that soccer field <laughs> where the tragedy occurred is now, theoretically, a ghosticle. <gasps> yes! <laughs> this has never occurred to you before? The entire time we've been doing no. this show with that name, it's never you've never thought of ghosticles as being like the phantom a phantom nut. Nope. Phantom nut. Not, Not to be confused with I ghost loads. Would... That's different. <laughs> Related. Is different. But different. <laughs> you don't I truly none of these do you want in your eye. That's what it comes down to. Unless that's uh, your kink. If that's your kink, that's fine. No judgment. Right. Pro um, it's probably unless your kink is being judged, in which case, you dirty, filthy bitch. How <laughs> goddamn dare you? <laughs> Go, we're starting strong today. <laughs> I know. We were just having a conversation. And as a lot of our conversations happen before we start recording, we say things like, oh, shit, this is gold. We should be recording this. Hit the record button. Hit the record and button. And then we start Clap. talking about something else. We were talking about farts, generally, that's... Yeah. Is, Natural progression. We just moved a little north. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll get there again. Don't mm. you worry. Farts. Yeah. So you're... You've been out... Do you have any conventions coming up? I have a bunch. Um, yeah, my... Uh, beginning in August, I think my first convention is uh, August 12th in Orlando. And then the next weekend, mm. I have one in Kansas City, and then a bunch. Oh, that's a like, good just, one. I really like. Is that Planet Comic Con? Uh, yes. Yeah. 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 That's I'm a looking forward to it. Fantastic convention. I really, yeah. I really dig Kansas City. I've been there once. That's mm. where that's where mm -hmm. Brandon and I met years ago. The city oh, right. of a thousand yeah. fountains. I love but, it. Yeah, it was. I had a great time when I went. Yeah. So I mean, starting ago. starting in August, the con the cons have come back with a fucking vengeance. I don't know how I'm going to yeah. deal with travel again. It's going to yeah. be really weird. I've been on a plane in in a year and a half. I know. Uh, more than a year and a half. And it's like, I'm not going to be. We were watching maybe. Supernatural with the girls, and there was a whole one about planes going mm -hmm. down because there's a demon or whatever in the first season. And I, I was like, I should not have watched this episode. <laughs> but my first one's actually here in, uh, it's like in Frisco. Oh, next nice. weekend. Oh, yeah. sweet. That'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah. But then we are doing Sack Anime together. So we we'll are. actually get to we see are. each other's faces. So and then excited. and then we're doing Scotland. Yes. We're doing fucking Scotland in yes, October. We are. Fucking Scotland. October. 
Scotland and it's lovely. It's the ninth through the eleventh. I think for I'm all doing of our an Irish UK accent. Listeners. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm so fucking stoked for that. Me, I you, Jack, Brandon. We're going to make a vacation out of it. Enrico, we Rico Vardo is going with us. Enrico's going to be there, yeah. yeah. which is fun. I've never uh, really traveled with be, him before. That'll be great. It will be my birthday weekend. Fuck yes! So if you plan on going, don't feel like you have to get me a present. <laughs> the end of my, that's the end of my statement. You know what? <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surprise you with like one of those like those uh, Scottish lordships. Or ladyships, oh, like I, where I buy you yes. like a square foot of land. <laughs> that would be perfect. I was like, here, and we will, we will Lady call this. Jamie. <laughs> Lady Jamie. Lady, Lady Jamie. Jamie. The Lady that's Jamie. What people, Jamie. That's what people will say when they're leaving instead of later. Lady, Lady Jamie. Lady Jamie. All right. Lady Jamie. Uh, yeah, I would love that. But no, I wanna, we're very I wanna excited. Bring home a, I want to bring home a hot Highlander ghost. Ooh, yeah. And I have a hot Do Highlander it. ghost, we are, it looks we, like. We will be doing ghost tours. Oh, uh, yeah. And, and the convention's in Edinburgh. Uh-huh. So we will be doing How is that. Fun? I talked um, to Erica Lindbeck, who has some really lovely stories oh, from Edinburgh. Yeah. And I was like, guess where I'm going? When I told her, she screamed at me, <laughs> City of the Dead. Like, no hesitation. <laughs> Well, Not, we I'm can, so, oh, that's we can so fun see, for you. She just screamed um, at me, City of the Dead. <laughs> we can we can go see uh, Greyfriars Kirkyard. Kirkyard. Yes. Um, and, I went to and see the statue of the dog. I want to see, I want the statue of the dog, and I want to walk by the Black Mausoleum to see if we have an episode. Yeah. Like we get cursed. Yeah. Great cur- I mean, I, um, uh, I feel like I wouldn't know if I was cursed. Honestly, the way my brain is lately, I wouldn't know if I was cursed or if it's just a normal day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like. Oh. I think I'm gonna make it a new thing where I curse people, because You're uh, a witch. <laughs> it, it does. It's right. It doesn't matter. Like I don't fucking believe in it. But <laughs> I think it would be funny <laughs> to be like every bad thing that happens moving forward. Just know that I did that, and to have them think of me <laughs> every time something bad happened. To be like, was this Jamie? Something else bad happens. Because bad shit happens to all of us all the time. And I just love the idea that somebody who has been horrible to me would consider that it was my fault, that it was happening. Every time they just have to consider me while I'm completely forgetting about them. That's true That power. brings me joy. That's true power. I like that. <laughs> is that Think is of that me. Good? Is that Because okay? it was my it? fault when Or does that mean tripped? I'm a witch? I don't know. <laughs> Think of me. But I like it. It's my new thing. Think of me fondly when you fall <laughs> when... downstairs. That's exactly right. <laughs> oh, yes. I ordered. So I'm drinking. We're drinking. We're drink. We've been drinking. Uh, we've been uh, drinking. It's fucking Saturday, bitches. This is my, right. this is, I'm having a little rosé mimosa, which is just like rosé. It is just right. a rosé. But in order rose. to feel better about day drinking, I call it a mimosa, even though there's, there's zero thing. There's nothing else in here but rosé. It's the ice in my glass. Ah. Uh. Not in my mouth, chomping. Just hint, hint, nudge, nudge. I didn't see. Um, so I have a wine glass, you don't have so I'm, any. I'm not tempted to chomp. Um, I have gin and elderflower. Oh, I'm so jealous. I need to get some That's my mix. And it's really simple. And mm. um, I love it. It's my summer drink. And also, mm. I'm out of gin. So a tragedy. there's a website that you can order and have it delivered. So I just have oh. some whiskey for, for Jack. We live a block away from a really nice liquor store. Oh, see, that's great, but then also you still, like, you have to go. You're like, we are a block away. We have to go get it. 
<laughs> I don't mind the walk. The weather's nice here usually, though. It's been unseasonably oh my hot. God. Hey, you know what's fun about Texas weather? <laughs> I said the grid is completely fucking unprepared for it. Weird. Yeah, weird how so weird. a corporate monopoly doesn't work. <laughs> yeah, but you know what's great is that the government in Texas is building that wall um, for people who fly across the border. And then also, it's not high <laughs> enough. I think that's the problem. It needs to be higher. And then also, they're like preventing women from having control over their own bodies right. and that's preventing right. people from Thank voting that aren't God old white they men. they have so, their priorities straight. But, that's right. That's Ugh. right. They want us to turn our air up to 78 and uh, 83 at night. That's what they requested for the week. And to unplug like anything that wasn't story. being used. I'm not laughing at your pain. I just, I'm laughing at how lucky the government is in Texas not to have been mm. guillotined by now. Like, I just don't get it. I don't get why people aren't angrier. Yeah. I just don't. Well, it makes me wonder. Like, I feel like it was a test, right, to see if they could get people to turn their air up. And I don't believe they were successful based upon my experience. Um, <laughs> they know but, better. They just want to be able to blame the people when shit goes down. Yes. They're like, oh, it's y'all's so, fault. We told you to turn. I'm like, bitch, how about how about you regulate yeah. the fucking grid like you're supposed to? You would if it was fucking government spa- or government subsidized. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> so socialism my, bad. I'd rather boil if, in my own fucking pudding than fucking. I just I, I hate that. Yeah. That's ha. Uh, uh, Sorry. If triggered. the, fa- the power grid fails and Texas goes dark, all electricity. There was somebody on my Twitter feed that was like, oh, so what? It was hot 100 years ago and they dealt with it. It's like we're talking about no electricity. It's also, it was yeah. And everybody who can just have a gun beginning in September. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. no training, no nothing. You can just have it. So without electricity, anyone having electricity, what do you think will happen? It's good. It's and, a pr- this is Texas is becoming a proving ground for the Mad Max world. Like, yes. let's see if we can actually make it a thing. So let's yeah. try. Let's try it in Texas, where it gets really hot. The grid will fail because it's in possession of a, a few uh, rich elite that could give a fuck about yeah. uh, anyone else. And uh, let's make sure everyone has guns. That everyone's pissed off at each other. That everyone feels mm-hmm. like everyone that no one has. Everyone's poor, pissed off, begunned. <laughs> hot yeah. and and just ready to explode like i feel like there's i feel like texas is being used as some kind of weird political laboratory right now just to right. see how much people will fucking take and that worries me i have me. a feeling that with this heat that they're hearing from a significant amount of businesses in Texas that are like, we're going to be gone because the business in Texas is what keeps Texas, Texas. If the businesses leave and there's already one, I think it it was an electric car company that was Mm. deciding between Texas and Oklahoma and it decided Oklahoma because of the power grid. And who does that? Texas, Texas. Yeah. How badly have you fucked up that someone's choosing Oklahoma over you? Right. <laughs> right. I mean, I'm from Oklahoma and I chose Texas for now. I chose Oklahoma in college because that's how badly I wanted to get the fuck out of Texas. But Texas Is was this... also really fucking up. Did you do this? Is this your kind of twisted technique to get me to L.A.? Is that what's happening here? Yeah, Did you do I'm, this? I'm Is it pup- a group of you? <laughs> that's right. I'm, <laughs> I'm the puppet master. I just called Governor right. Abbott and was like, hey, can you do me a solid... <laughs> 
trying to get my friend. Can you make the entire state really worrisomely uncomfortable so my friend will move? <laughs> yeah, and then he was like, oh my God, is that and a then, gay? And, and, then, then he and then he was like, oh, Jamie, you mean that, that uppity woman? Yeah, let's get her the fuck out. Yeah, we don't like her. She thinks for herself. Uh, She's a witch. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, but so far, so good. We still have all of our electricity. Knock on wood so that everything doesn't go. That's the end of the show, folks. <laughs> yeah. We do have stories, though. What is it? We do. We do. We should probably get to them. I, I always forget we that we actually those. have a job to do. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm going first. Yes. Per, as per usual. Yes. Our first submission comes from a Sarah with an H. Hello, Sarah with an H. So I graduated from Northwest School of the Arts in Charlotte, North Carolina. Within my first few years there, I remember constantly hearing rumors about the school being haunted by a former student named Sadie, who attended back when the school had first been built in the 1950s. Unfortunately, I never got a chance to see her, but the stories are definitely interesting. The most commonly told story about Sadie says that she lived in an abusive household. Her father was a horrible drunk and supposedly beat her daily. Because of this, she spent most of her days in school, regardless of whether or not she was attending classes. One day, after returning home from school, her father came after her, furious that she'd come home so late. She panicked and took off down the street towards the school, the only place she felt safe. But as she was crossing the street, a truck sped down the road and ran over her, killing her instantly. Ooh. That's not good. I wonder Decades. if it was her horribly drunk father. Oh, I don't know. But you never hear about a delightfully drunk person. And I find you to be delightfully drunk when you're drunk. Thank you. I same. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God! You are don't we hear the delightfully if they're, if drunk ones? If they're delightfully drunk, you just hear about them being delightful. They leave out the drunk part out of respect. Oh. But if you're mean drunk, they want to tag on as many charges as they can. <laughs> yeah. Which is good. All right. Anyway, sorry, sorry. I got distracted. So, uh, decades <laughs> later, Sarah goes on to say, decades later, students and faculty say they can still hear pipes banging in the walls. Desks will rattle without being touched. Doors will shut randomly. In the school's auditorium, before it was rebuilt a few years ago, it was said that if you were to look up to the attic window where the old projector used to be, you'd see a figure moving around up there despite the fact that the door to the room was locked and no one had been up there for decades. I actually remember going back to the old auditorium with my friends in middle school, and I can confirm that we all felt a collective chill upon being there. One girl claimed she saw Sadie in the girl's bathroom. She had been reapplying her makeup when she saw a girl standing behind her in the mirror. It was a small school, so it was easy to remember faces, but she, never, she had never seen this girl before. Without turning around, she asked if she was a new student, but she got no response. Instead, the girl's face morphed and changed. Her eyes sunk into her head, and she charged towards her. But when the girl turned mm. around to face her attacker, there was no one there, leaving her to bolt out of the bathroom, frightened and confused. Oof. People theorize that Sadie haunts the school because she's afraid to leave. It's the one place she's ever felt safe from her father, and so her spirit continues to roam the old hallways to this day. Anyway, I'd read it like that because of all the A's. Yeah, it's a lot of um, A's, yeah. <laughs> it's good writing. <laughs> anyway, that's all I've got. It's pretty cool to think about how I may have attended a haunted school, despite how common they are. Ha ha. Mm -hmm. Hope you're well, Sarah, with an HMC. <laughs> Smiley face. Nice. Love it. I love a haunted uh, school. A good haunted school. It's got a kind of a, a, moaning, a moaning Myrtle uh, vibe. Yeah, yeah. If you have your, what's your school urban legend? spooky thing send us those i want to hear i want to hear what those are um um oh you know what that reminded me is my spookiness 
from my house. Ooh, my gin's on its way. It's almost here. Sorry, got distracted. Um, I had to order more. I was out. Priorities. <laughs> so um, we have the girls. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, eight-year-old is still a little scared of things, mm-hmm. of coming up by herself at night and things like that. So we were talking about it. And um, Serafina, the 11-year-old, was like, it's fine. I used to see things all the time in this house when I was younger. And I was like, like what? And she was like, you know, just like these black figures, like kind of in the corner of my eyes and just kind of around. I was like, where? And she's like, well, mostly on the stairs. And I was like, let's talk. Uh, What do you mean by black figures? Do you mean black people that were ghosts or like shadows that were look like figures? And she was like, shadows. And then I said, okay, talk to me about their eyes. (laughs) Like I really got into it. I was like, are they white? Like can you see through it? Do you, did you see? Oh, I haven't asked about the hat. I'll ask about that. Did you see through the shadow where their eyes were, or was it like sh- darker shadow? She said it was darker shadow, and I was like, awesome. And so she's like, but it was, you know, it was just my imagination. I know it wasn't real. Blah blah blah. And she kept going, and I was like, yeah, totally not at all. So here's what's funny. Um, <laughs> where our bedroom is, it looks directly down into the stairs, mm-hmm. and um, it goes down into a, a very short hallway that leads. Uh, to the, the living area and then the rest of the house. And um, I've passed it numerous times and seen something on the stairs and stopped to look. And it's kind of like ducked around the corner. <sighs> Happens pretty much. It's kind of creepy. Um, so much so that uh, Jack will want the bedroom door closed at night because he can feel something looking at him. And all he says about it is, well, it's weird. I just feel like something's there and I'd just rather not look at it. I was like, yeah, that's just weird. That's, that's totally weird. That's weird. weird. <laughs> and so now having her say that she's seen the sh- shadow figures, particularly on the stairs, um, it's been, it's been, uh, it's, it's exciting. That's our, that's our new. So I'm fascinated mm-hmm. by this because I think you and I talked about this a little bit uh, via text mm-hmm. when you were telling me about this. And I, I'm fascinated that it's the stairs because the stairs are theoretically what's called a liminal space. They're an in, they're an in-between space. Um, yeah. And the idea of liminality the, or liminal space spaces. between those little lies. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, sure. Shout out to all those 90s kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, flashing back now. Um, But yeah, but the paranormal tends to thrive in liminal spaces or people that are in liminal states of mind or, or, you know, physical spaces that are typically like stairs or vestibules or any sort of in-between space, um, which is fascinating. I don't know why that should be, but there seems to be a, a weird connection between the paranormal and things that represent uh, uh, go-betweens or, or some, uh, yeah. you know, between between otherwise stable states, because no one hangs out on the stairs really. I mean, stairs are just yeah. typically they're just there to to facilitate going from one place to another. Um, that is, roads are liminal typically. That's why a lot of spooky mm-hmm. shit happens on roads. And I guess the the thinking the thinking is that is kind of the state of mind being in a liminal space puts you in. Um, Put you into something that uh, anthropologists refer to as um, anthropologists refer to. It's hard to say that when you've had rosé. 
Anthropologists <laughs> refer to it as anti-structural, meaning that you're kind of between structural regulars. So like mm-hmm. you're you're like, I don't know, like for example, me moving from Texas, life where it's structured as I know it, and then moving to LA where I've now been building a new life for myself, a relatively new life for myself here, like finding the structure here. But the the three days it took to get here was was a liminal journey because it was mm-hmm. like we we never stayed where anywhere very long. We didn't set down roots anywhere. We're just constantly floating toward this this abstract goal and that mm-hmm. space puts you uh, in any any instance of that kind of activity puts you in mind where the thinking is that there's a school of thought <laughs> <laughs> that associates liminal spaces with the state of mind that's ripe for paranormal perceptions or, or perceptions of paranormal events so uh, that's it's again why schools often may be haunted because schools yeah. are by definition liminal they're there to prepare you for something else they're not an end in of themselves um you know what I mean so it's it's interesting yeah. how a lot of these a lot of paranormal so it's not activity. so much that heaven is a place on earth it's that purgatory <laughs> is a place on earth I'm just really it's a musical episode for me it's funny you've just <laughs> and you've just turned that song into something by Sondheim. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Purgatory, uh, <laughs> heavens to Murgatroyd, it's purgatory. <laughs> and then um, in the background, ooh. <laughs> um, okay, all right. So next, sorry, anyway, sorry. So I needed to share so I'm a story. fascinated by the staircase. I think your staircase is haunted, but I think it's haunted because ghosts or whatever are attracted to spaces like that. Yeah. Because of their in-betweenness, they're drawn to it like a moth to flame. Well, Perhaps in my movie. Funny, I have no idea. I feel idea. like there's, there are a lot of people here during pandemic times that are in in-between times, in-between spaces, between mm-hmm. jobs, between moments, between live where they're going to live and, you know, people who had went back to live with parents and then are going to go what? back out on their own. There's a lot of in-between spaces. So it's interesting. Uh, if you're mm-hmm. in an in-between space and have noticed some uh, activity or a new listener. I know that I know someone who is a new listener who, after listening, has had some fun, weird experiences. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let us know what they are because we love them. And we're happy to help. We're happy to be here and get you listening in a way that you haven't been listening so that you're more present to uh, (laughs) the terrifying reality that surrounds you. So... Is that good? Well, that's why creative people are are very prone to paranormal activity Mm -hmm. or paranormal experiences because uh, artists are in a a constant state of liminality um, because Mm -hmm. that's what the act of creation is. You know, like it's different. That's the difference between being, say, a craftsman or a craftsperson and an artisan is because like art doesn't really know where it's going. An artist person. An artist person. (laughs) Because art art doesn't really know what the outcome is. Art is just an experiment to kind of see what happens here. It's, It's a journey. You don't really know. It's you're kind of playing. The artist is playing at the edge of their ability to see what happens, but they don't know what the outcome. They may have ambitions, but every creative person will tell you ambitions don't mean shit. They're just there to be a catalyst, but they don't. Have, they almost have no relationship to the end result. Um, mm. But a craftsperson, you know, someone's like, say, if you're whittling, if I whittle something for the first time, and I'm like, oh, that's cool. I just made a, I just made a little figure, a little, a little, you know, fisherman or something, or fisher person, and <laughs> and yeah. you know, and if I try to recreate that, that's craft. But if I'm trying to like yeah. learn my learn the craft so I can make something new and be surprised by what emerges, that's I'm in a liminal state. That's every creative act is is a kind of a, a, a you're negotiating with this in betweenness. And I think that's why creative people like actors, writers, artists of any stripe tend to be very open to paranormal uh, uh, things because we're constantly in a state of 
we're constantly drifting between one extreme to another, from one solid state to another, as it were, without yeah, any knowledge, right. without any knowledge, without feeling necessarily home in either one of the states at the other end of that continuum. Do you know what I mean? I do. And I'm thinking to myself, I don't need to think about that too much or it'll freak me out. <laughs> fair, fair. Sorry. Sometimes uh, just awareness is too much. Uh, <laughs> well, I think sometimes people listen to the show and they realize how in between they really yeah. are. And once you once yeah. you once you grok to that, like once you give it a name, it's it could be a little terrifying at first. But yeah, you realize definitely. like, oh, this is this is kind of a known quantity. Uh, it's it's a thing like other people experience this. I always feel less alone. That's why I read up on this stuff all the time, because I'm like, what's yeah. going on <laughs> in my head? I need to make sure someone else feels that. Ah, good. Yeah, they absolutely. do. Cool. So it makes yeah, being adrift yeah. a little easier. But yeah, so that's... you too can have a whoopsies ghost moment. <laughs> not murder. That's not what I'm saying. But just like, oh, all of a sudden you're aware of things that weren't there. Not, not you've right. killed someone. Yes. Uh, that's, Please don't kill anyone. We are, we, we're we, not supporting. We do that. not condone murder, even mostly. though, even though we, mostly. you know, most of our mostly, yeah, mostly. We don't condone mostly. on principle. Uh, we don't condone murder, but morally, we might. mostly. We might, uh, we might look, make a few dispensations. It, never for say cases. never is what I'm saying. <laughs> That's liminality for you. <laughs> Whoopsie ghost. I think All right. I think we've next. lost anyone yet. I think we've lost a few people now. Let's talk about uh, ghost balls again. Woo, ghosticles. Okay. Tessa is next. Hi, Tessa. Sorry about our delay in your story. Tessa. Hello, you wonderful, wonderful people. Tessa may have changed their mind already. <laughs> I just want to start off by saying that I have spent the past five months getting entirely caught up on this podcast. Thank you. And now that I have, I feel worthy enough to try to submit a story myself. You are You both worthy. have brought... Yes, you are. Uh, you both have brought a lot of entertainment as well as a great amount of chills to each day that I'm at work. And for that, I thank you. My story takes place roughly when I was 11 and somewhat through age 12. My parents, brother, and myself had moved into a new home when I was 10, though the events didn't start until I was 11, oddly. The house was a three-bedroom, one-bath brick house that had been built either in the 60s or 70s. Lovely place. It was. But I don't think the occurrences were quite as lovely. Mm. I mean, yeah, at least the house was nice. You gotta, yeah, if, if you're going to be, if you're gonna grateful, be haunted, do it in style, yeah, right? Yeah. This was about the age I started developing an interest in the paranormal, unexplained, and other things that were discouraged by my Baptist mother. <laughs> the first occurrence <laughs> happened in my room. It was night, and I was lying in my bed watching TV. That's when I caught a glimpse out of the corner of my eye, a white orb. It flew ac across the wall where my closet door was and then just disappeared. I brushed it off, thinking I was just seeing things. Uh, spoiler, I was not just seeing things. <laughs> the orbs would become a regular thing, and I was smart enough to realize that there was not a single thing around that would cause light to reflect on the walls to create them, which is important, I think. There's something different between catching an orb in, on a camera, because that could be dust or Yeah, of course, or, you know, of course. But when things. you see it with the naked eye, it's a very different experience. Yeah, that I'm, is. I'm more prone to believe it. Absolutely. Um, I'd see them in other areas of the house as well. I told my best friend at the time the things I had been seeing, and she expressed a painful amount of disbelief, saying that I was just trying to get attention. This caused an argument, of course, but we both got over ourselves. 
That's good. Good friendship. Mm. Said friend had come over to stay the night a few weeks later on down the line. We were both in the dining room of the house at the table. I can't remember exactly what we were doing, but I remember her gasp and grab my arm, whispering, I saw it. I just saw it. I grasped her arm back. An orb? You saw it too? I asked her. She nodded. Again, there was nothing that could have caused this. We both retreated into my room and didn't discuss what happened any further. Some time had passed, and I was once again in bed watching TV. Of course, another orb darted across the wall. This time, however, following the orb, my TV turned off by itself, and my bed shook for a few seconds. Currently getting goosebumps, recalling the feeling of it shaking. I know. I went to tell my parents about it, and of course, they dismissed it as something silly. Nothing could have made my bed shake, and I didn't even know how to use a sleep timer on a TV. Later on down the line, it was storming fiercely one night, and a great big crack of lightning woke me up. As I tried to go back to sleep, I heard a fucking voice. (gasps) Do you want to play with me? No, no, I don't. (laughs) Run away! (laughs) I don't. (laughs) Let go of my purse. I don't know you. (laughs) That's my purse. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It was in that moment that I truly believed my young self was going to die that night. I held my breath and had the covers tucked tightly over my head. The voice kept on, and as I listened, I realized that I started to recognize the voice. It was a battery-operated Neopets plush that I had. (laughs) I fumbled in the dark to go over to where it was to shut it up. I was relieved to know that it wasn't some abhorrent Chucky-esque situation. (laughs) But how in the hell did this thing turn on by itself? Did the strike of lightning somehow activate the battery? There were other battery-operated toys in my room, so if that were the case, why would it have happened with the other ones? Why? Why? And now, (laughs) on to the close. (laughs) The why was longer, I had to. Uh, And now, on to the closing of my semi-spooky tale. We ended up having... I feel like this is full spooky. I'm going full spooky on this one. Full Uh, spooky. We ended up having to move. Do Anytime a toy starts talking to you, that's piss your pants. I accept that. (laughs) You know what I mean? On the scale. Yeah. That's a... That's a pretty, that's, that's good. a good barometer for like, yeah, that's yeah. that's some haunted shit. Yeah. Uh, 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 where was I? Okay, we ended up having to move due to us only renting the house, and the house ended up getting sold. It was the very last night of us staying there, and I didn't sleep a wink. Why? The entire night, all I could hear was laughter in my room. The only way I could describe this laughter was mechanical sounding. I tossed, I turned, I covered my head and my ears with my pillow, but this laughter just kept coming through. I was stuck. I was scared to get out of bed to run to my parents' room for help, because what if I was greeted by the laughing thing? Exhausted and terrified, I just stayed under my blankets and did my best to drown the noise out until the sun came up. Whoever had bought the house didn't stay there. It became decrepit and dilapidated. It was a bit sad. It was a nice little house, apart from the events that took place there. I actually took a drive out there not too long ago, and it looks like there's some construction work being done on it. Well, guys, that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Even if this doesn't get read on the podcast, I'm really glad I was able to share these events with both of you. We love it. Thank you. This story may not have been the scariest, but at the time, uh, going through it was absolutely the scariest. I've got a couple more stories to tell, but I'm going to save them for another time. With lots of spooky love, Tessa. It's spooky. I mean, that's some of the simple things. Grand scheme, nothing dangerous happened, but that doesn't mean it's not terrifying. Now, I will say... 
Battery-operated things can act very strangely during a thunderstorm. I don't know why mm-hmm. that is, but it's, it is widely reported, or to my knowledge at least has been widely yeah. reported, that just random random electrical shit or, or anything vaguely electrical, be it something that's plugged into an outlet or just something that's battery-operated that's not plugged into any particular source, uh, you know, will have weird, like, the environment... Um, I don't know. The lightning, electricity is fucking weird, you guys. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's very weird. That's right. People, it's true. People that live in houses, not saying this is uh, where they lived, but uh, people that live in houses that are near power lines, active power lines, or like a power station, something where there's a lot of um, the electric magnetic field is just going to be spiked, like tend to report these kind of experiences more than houses that aren't. So I think electricity is involved. I'm not saying that's an explanation, like that I'm explaining away. It It just could be a pre, it it just could be that that's a prerequisite for something paranormal to happen. I mean, it's just, it is strange. It's very strange. I I will say uh, in my movie, Mm. the spirits that haunt the house were also not expecting the, uh, the Neopets to turn on. (laughs) <laughs> and so they were equally scared because they had no idea what was going on. I and just, I, I, I like love the idea of two ghosts and one turn to the other and be like, did you fucking just see that shit? <laughs> Who's doing this? And then they get it, go get under some different blankets somewhere. They hide in a wall and they're like, don't get out. Don't get out. It'll see us. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. <clears throat> I love yeah. it. Okay. Well, thank you so much for sending in that story. Great story, Tessa. Thank you. Uh, all right. I, my, next, the, my next bit is from uh, MIA. Is that Mia, Mia or is that is that just all caps? So it makes Mia. it look at MIA. Maybe it's just they're missing in action. Um, all the names are in all caps. Are they? Oh, well, then it's just yeah. Mia. I don't know why okay. I thought. So. Mia! Mia! <laughs> it's the artist, <laughs> MIA. Um, about four years ago, says Mia, I was attending my junior year at one of the top 10 most haunted colleges in the United States near Philadelphia, Woo! Pennsylvania. I was uh, incredibly depressed at the time as my best friend from high school died by suicide over the summer and my grandfather passed away from a heart attack. Oh, God, that's awful. Oh, that's awful. It's bad enough that you're in school. (laughs) 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 It really is. Like, it's already it's already an incredibly tough time. And then have that Mm -hmm. on top of it. Oh, my God, me. I'm so sorry. Anyway, uh, at that time, I was uh, staying in an old girls' dormitory that used to be a hospital during the Revolutionary War. I was never comfortable in the dorm due to the other uh, presences in the dorm, aside from the other girls I stayed with. On my floor, we always used to hear loud footsteps that sounded like they came from a man with boots marching around the dorm in a specific rhythm, almost to the beat of the drum. We all played it off for one of the other girls messing around with, uh, messing around with us in the building. Uh, I stay on campus for the holiday break, and during this time was the only girl left in the building. While I was taking a shower one night, I heard loud footsteps from outside the shower. Ooh, it's a terrible feeling. Showers are, <laughs> showers are liminal spaces. You're very vulnerable. <laughs> You're between clean and unclean. <laughs> <laughs> You're also naked. <laughs> Ooh. Um, I mean, if you shower like I do anyway. Um, yeah, you probably should. You're not uh, a never naked uh, person. I, I, <laughs> it just makes me think of like, Bits are washing me <laughs> and my clothes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I got out of the shower, wrapped myself in a towel, and investigated the bathroom and outside hallway. No one was there. I got back in the shower, and just before I turned the water on, I heard the loud footsteps again. I got out of the shower, and the footsteps stopped right outside of the entrance to the bathroom. I peeked through the bottom of, uh, bottom crack at, uh, of the door, uh, but saw no one, not even a shadow. 
I went to open the door and heard the loud footsteps again as if someone was running down the hall. I slammed the door shut and locked myself in. I heard the footsteps again, this time coming back right outside the entrance to the bathroom. I felt someone mm. uh, there positioning themselves at the door as if keeping watch while I finished up in the bathroom. I decided to get back in the shower and finish washing off the soap and shampoo from my body. I got dressed in the bathroom and announced that I was coming out. What a no terrible one... decision to have Ugh. to make. I got to <sighs> rinse this off. I got to... Right? I gotta rinse this I off, rinse and this I'm off. the only. I'm supposed to be the only person in this building, and I know I'm not. And I gotta go in this shower and rinse this off. I hate it. Oh, oh there was no answer or sound of footsteps <laughs> running from the bathroom. I began to walk back to my room and heard the footsteps again, as if someone was walking behind me. I turned around, <laughs> and no one was there. Well, that's Run really away! at least at least no one was there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I thought I was fucking nuts, but then as I took one step forward, I heard one footstep behind me. Scared shitless, I bolted back to my room. When I locked myself in, when I locked myself in, I heard the footsteps again as if someone were walking up to the door slowly. They stopped right outside the door of my room and stayed there. It was as if the presence positioned itself outside of the room like a soldier positioning him or herself outside of someone's room to keep guard. I wish I could say it stopped, but strange occurrences like this one kept uh, persisted throughout the fall semester. The only thing that changed was that uh, rather than continuing to position itself outside my door, it began to watch either at the foot of my bed, where my desk chair was, or the left side of my bed, where the, where the unoccupied bed was. Yes, I was one of the lucky college kids who got a double dorm room to herself. I can't tell you how <laughs> No why. one feels bad for you now. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone lost all sympathy. Yeah, you enjoying that you that room oh, all yourself? This is what you get. That's your payment. <laughs> That's that is one of the the not often discussed downfalls of having your own place is there's no roommate to blame spooky shit on. That's true. Or at least, you know, commiserate with you. My roommate, I had, R Renee was my roommate, and she was amazing. She still is amazing. Yeah. And uh, uh, we could at least commiserate on weird stuff happening. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. I can't tell you how or why, but I began to call the presence Tony. I just had the strange feeling that it was a man who wanted to be called Tony. At the end of the fall semester, the local witch shop was doing readings, so I decided to go for a reading and see if I was imagining everything or if someone else could see him. When it was my appointment with the medium, she looked right at me and said, there is a soldier joining us. When I asked her what she meant, she told me he followed me in. When I booked this appointment, I just did it for a Celtic tarot card reading, but she sensed his presence right off the bat. She put her tarot cards and crystals away. She said she felt as if he was latched onto me for a few months. I asked her why, and she said he was worried about me and I needed protection. She asked him about his identity, and the only thing he told her was that his real name was Anthony, but his friends called him Tony. He died from an illness in the hospital that became the girl's dormitory during the war. The medium ended the session, but pulled me outside the room and warned me that she felt as if he was a trickster spirit, attracted to me, uh, because I was going through a rough patch in my life. You were in a liminal space. Um... <laughs> She gave me an oil to use twice daily and a dot on my forehead, chest, and stomach to drive the spirit away. Once I began using the oil, the strange occurrences stopped, and I never heard the footsteps again. I want to believe I just imagined everything, but after the medium, I'm not sure anymore. 
Ooh. Ooh. Oh. That is so. It's creepy as fuck. Freaky on so many levels. It's the, weird, the, and the I'm inclined like I, by the I, shower and. Yeah, and I'm I'm kind of I I I find the interpretation of it being a sort of trickster spirit. I think all spirits are yeah. tricksters. Um, all of them. I've got I've kind of I find myself leaning more towards the the Madame Blavatsky take on spirits. They're not departed loved ones. Our loved ones have either moved on or ceased to exist or whatever you believe, but um, they're not here. Like they're, they're, you know, maybe in rare cases, but most of the spirits that hang out and like fuck with us, they're trickster spirits. And they often take on the guise of something we might recognize, be it a loved one or a story we've heard about a place. But I think spirits, I mean, they're actors, they're actors and they just want to fucking have fun. That's what I think anyway. So yeah, but it's, it's weird. He's like, oh, and again, it's, so I'm reading... (laughs) The reason I'm harping on this whole idea of liminal space (laughs) is because I'm reading a very dense anthropological book right now on the subject called Trickster uh, and the Paranormal. And it's a study Mm. of the concept of the trickster figure, both as an archetype psychologically, but as an actual character in various world mythologies and its importance to shamanistic traditions and other sorts of things, and how claims of the paranormal are sort of modern day representations of that same idea, that same trickster ethos. And that part of the reason paranormal activity is so hard to classify for us is because we've lost touch with the trickster archetype. And if you mm-hmm. need if you need proof of that, just watch the new fucking Loki thing. Yeah. Are you <laughs> no. loving it? No, I hate it. I don't like it. I don't it. I, I like I real and you can love it. And I don't want to sh- I don't want to thunder shit on anything you love, but I have never liked Tom Hiddleston's Loki. It's not a popular opinion. <gasps> I I love him. I think he's a splendid Michael. I think he's a splendid actor. I think the way they write Loki is not terribly interesting. He is a trickster figure. He should be anti-structural. He's just like he's he should be more like the Joker in the sense that he's just there to watch the world burn. It's less interesting when they make him a just a conqueror, like a Doctor Doom mm. type, which is all they do with him. And I'm like, that's not interesting. They're not even tapping into what makes him Loki. He's they, right. they just you've just made him well, a sort of military. And that's what I- feel like the show is doing more of is we're yeah. seeing more of that than uh the lovable uh bad guy failure right yeah I and, just, and, the, and the part of it is is tom hiddleston cannot help being charming as hell he can't he's, help he's it. such a lovely and, person and i love his right. acting i just don't like the way loki as a character has been written from the get-go in the mc yeah. universe um, I just don't like it. I don't think they're they're not. I feel whoever's writing it does not understand the trickster archetype well enough or is not comfortable enough working a trickster archetype into a story and still maintaining the integrity of, of the narrative, I, It's which is a hard thing yeah. to do. Tricksters take over. I mean, they just do. Like, you know, it's like putting Bugs Bunny in a situation. It's suddenly going to be about Bugs Bunny now, whether you like it or not. Right. That's, yeah. that's the power of a trickster figure. Um, but I just don't. I think it's it's such a it's such a missed opportunity for me. I'm like you have this interesting, mm. this interesting idea of actually going with an actual trickster figure, a, a can a canonical trickster figure from world mythology, um, one of the best understood world mythologies uh, uh, of modern times anyway, because everyone fucking has a smattering of Norse these days. Right. Thank you, Tolkien. But like, it's such a missed opportunity, and it just it it shows me it shows me how. Um, you know, corporate produced anything is so Mm -hmm. structural, is so is so very much the powers that be that they can't they do not know what to do with a trickster archetype because the very existence of one threatens their existence. Well that's the power of a trickster for me. Um they didn't know what to do with Thor anyway. Thor, Odin, the whole thing. I mean neither neither Thor nor Odin are 
mythologically accurate either. No. You know. Thor is so stupid. Thor is, I, of... I love Thor, but he's a big dumb guy. And and Odin yeah. is much more mysterious. Odin is much more mysterious and, and threat menacing. Yeah. And yeah. he's fascinating. He's more, yeah. But it's just, it's, we're not, I don't, I don't like, I don't like, I don't like it, Jamie. I don't like it. I just, I'm, I am very partial. I'm very partial to trickster figures and have right. been, I realize, most of my life. Um, and I think that's because I, I, as a gay man, perhaps I've, I've always existed in something a of a trickster. I've always been in the sort of liminal space, and tricksters work mm. well. They thrive in liminal spaces, and they play up the fact that they're liminal, and they tend to draw other people into those spaces. That's what artists do. There's another really yeah. good book um, by Lewis Hyde called "Trickster Makes This World," and it's about the trickster archetype's role in the create in arts, in the arts, and mm. how like mm -hmm. you know the most revolutionary artists are tricksters who who push boundaries and subvert expectations and do all kinds of stuff. And it's it's a fascinating study. And I think that's what draws me to the paranormal. But anyway, this book, and I'm blanking on the author right now, Trickster and the Paranormal is really fascinating. Nice. And I'm learning a okay, lot about good. this. Yeah, so anyway. That's great. I think I've just signed up to who these characters are in the MCU because that's not how they are. And that's kind of what's great about some of these mythological creatures, though, is people can take them and make what they want out of them, whether or not you agree with it. But there's lots yeah. of different because you have American gods, too. And and Neil Gaiman has more of an interest in the mythology as what it is. He and does. so like and Ian I, McShane, right? That's his, yeah. His, and I think and I, and I think Odin is so good. Well, and I think that's a great example of how to do it right. Like I'm clearly, clearly Gaiman yeah. and, and the writers on that show are very comfortable um, with exploring those archetypes as as they were as they are originally, I suppose. Yeah, right. Which I think yeah. is fascinating. But yeah, I, I uh yeah, I don't know. That's, Again, it's all I right. just... you're allowed to have that opinion. Thank you. We, see know. guys, we don't agree on everything. <laughs> Um, you know what I love about it though right now is because we're watching it with the girls and it's only coming out once a week. They mm -hmm. don't understand it. It is so funny to me because they've never waited a week to watch another episode. And so it's oh, like a right. big family thing. And oh, so it's like, all that's right, weird. Yeah, that's got to be weird for someone. Like, it. what do you mean? That's what do you mean I have to wait another week? What do you mean? Where's it going? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, and so we get to tell them a lot about how it used to be and how commercials used to be. Back in the day. After yeah, these messages, our we'll walking right uphill back. both ways was waiting, waiting a week to, to see. <laughs> oh yeah, but maybe then they might skip the week, but you don't really know about it. I mean, just growing up watching digest. Doctor Who is like holy shit! Like every episode yeah. ended with a cliffhanger because an arc was usually six to eight episodes long, and each one yeah. ended with a huge cliffhanger. Mm -hmm. So we're talking three months of your life every season, where you're like, I'm yeah. not going to get any closure I for can't months. Do anything on Thursday. Yeah, Thursday can't do anything. <laughs> uh, okay, okay. Our last one Sorry. is from Kylie. Kylie! Hey, it's Kylie again. I hope all is well with you guys and that life is returning to normal. Yeah, it's, it's headed in the right direction. I have an animal visitation story for you guys. Ooh. Yay! Last year on July 18th, I lost my mare, Stella, and her foal. This was her uh -huh. first baby and had expected some complications, but nothing to the extent that we experienced. Oh, I'm sorry. That's hard. Oh. Uh, after she had passed, I had my husband cut a piece of tail for me to keep, as tradition when a horse passes. For uh -huh. a while, I kept the piece of her tail in my dresser drawer in my closet. Stella was a big horse. I always knew when she would walk up behind me because I could feel her looming presence before she even got close to me. One day, not too long after she passed, I walked out of the closet after putting some clothes away, and when I turned off the light, I felt her presence standing right behind me. I knew it was her. There was no mistaking it. I kept feeling around my house and my mom's house whenever I was there, or whenever I was there taking care of her horses. Stella spent almost a year at my mom's house, so it doesn't surprise me that she would follow me there. It had been a... Um, 
I lost my place. It had been a couple of months <laughs> since her death. <laughs> my husband and I were watching my mom's house while they were out of town. I just brought the horses in for their evening feeding. As I was locking up the last horse, I looked out to the pasture and saw Stella. It was brief, but I knew it was her. I could feel it. Needless to say, I cried. She was, after all, very important to me. I still feel her around from time to time. I think she's trying to tell me that she and her baby are at peace. I hope to see you guys uh, once cons started back up again and share some of my other stories I have with you guys about some of my other experiences. I also work at another hospital now, and nothing spooky has happened yet. But when it does, I will definitely let you guys know. Stay spooky and awesome. P.S. If you're ever in Tampa Bay area for a con, Moscow Mules are on me. Yes. yes. Awesome. That's good. Oh, I, oh, love I love a horse. Same. A horse visitation. And also the idea that you're that the ghost of a horse is in a house. That brings me joy. <laughs> like the Same. spirit is right behind you. It's like cramped up in a hallway or something. I love it. <laughs> oh, but it is nice it. that you can see, like being able to see her on the pasture. That's really sweet. That is I love really that. nice. Oh. That's nice. That's a good. That's yeah. a good closer. Good closer. It is. Thank I you, know Kylie, when my our last horse died, um, <laughs> he was half uh, Shetland pony and half Arabian, um, because we always did things differently. And uh, <laughs> our my mom's neighbor at the time, so she had five acres, and he had I think three or four or something like that. And so he, uh, they agreed to just open the fields up. To, bo- to all the horses so that they could all roam together. And so he had one horse at the time, and we had ours. And apparently uh, a dancer had pa- or no, dancer had passed previously. This was Troy. Um, he passed in the night, very old, very, very mm. old. And the other horse stood over him to keep oh. animals away until they could come the next morning. <sighs> Isn't that amazing? <sighs> Oh, they were friends. Horses have such a complex emotional life. They really do. They do. Um, they really do. I'm, I'm fascinated by, by I, I, all animals do, I, but horses in particular, just because of my, my own limited experience with them. It's like, man, mm. there there's a lot going on, a lot going mm-hmm. on in that creature. Um, ah, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. a beautiful story. That's a beautiful yeah. story. And from what I understand, Troy did the same thing to Dancer when Dancer passed away. Mm. So, yeah. I remember I had, was... a, I had a dog. Uh, when I was very little, I I don't remember it very well, but it's it's a family story at this point, so I I remember it through everyone else telling me. But um, we had a bunch of dogs. We had five dogs growing up when I was very little, and uh, one of them, the leader uh, of the pack, was an older German Shepherd, and she had gotten out uh, and got ha- hit by a car, and mm. just right outside, like it didn't make it a block. And we found her because all the other dogs followed her. And when she was hit, the driver went on. Uh, yeah. The fucker just kept, it was a hit and run piece of shit. Mm. And um, and she had a collar and everything. So it's like, he, you know, whoever it was could have stopped. Could have. Um, and just and, fucking yeah. chose not to. But we, we found her because all the other dogs had circled around her and were howling. <gasps> oh, no. Yeah, the other four dogs oh. were there and barking and howling around. And we found it. We're like, oh, my God. Yeah, it was very, uh, oh. it was very sad. But yeah, that's, that's. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, um, any yeah, I don't we, I don't I don't buy it when when some uh, people say that animals don't know when they're going to die or they don't have yeah. the same relationship to their own mortality as humans do. I think that's complete mm-hmm. bullshit. I think animals absolutely have some inkling uh, that yeah. their time is limited because and they, they mourn yeah, too. Absolutely when, they mourn. Like when Leela passed, 
That is literally the only time Dexter has not eaten. And he didn't mm. eat for two days. And I mean, the only time he had major surgery to remove a tumor. Yeah, a and he still ate like a bit. fucking Hoover. He still ate, no problem. Yeah. But uh, but she, when she, it was it was very sad hmm. uh, for both of them. They both had a really hard time with it. Dot would go lay in her bed. Oh, oh. It was so sweet. So now, oh. give us your pet ghost stories. We yeah. want to hear those. Yeah. Um, and your other stories. Uh, and also, rest in peace to Champ. Yeah. Presence dog, we saw that. German Shepherd as well. Um, happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Pride. Happy Juneteenth. First time federal holiday, Juneteenth. Fucking A, yeah. Yeah, awesome. Um, it's not enough, but. No, <laughs> it's at least a step Juneteenth. in the right direction. Yeah, at least people can learn about it. <laughs> That'd be nice. Fair. Uh, Fair. Um, what else? Oh, well, we have. Uh, we're not doing chats this month. We just ended up, our schedules That's just got much. crazy. That's too much. Um, but we, instead of this month, we're going to do two two-hour sessions next month. Yeah. So it'll be a longer, um, more in-depth Q&A for both our um, uh, Discord, regular Discord members, and then the Phantasm tier. So get ready for two hours of fun. Two uh, hours. Yeah. And we a will announce those dates tour. soon. We just, we haven't looked at them yet. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> we have not. We're just we not, not prepared. But we're we will not. be this, doing it. Yeah, this, so stay this tuned. This week got really on top of us. Sorry, guys. Yeah. Sorry about that. Sorry about that. Um, but anyway, thank you so much for hanging yeah, around and listening. Appreciate you. Um, stay safe. Stay sane. And remember. It's okay, it's to, okay sleep to sleep with the, with lights, the lights on. on. Because that's a liminal space. That's right. God, it's, <laughs> I'm sweaty in here. <laughs>